You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football, football mashup podcast. Um, This is going to be the most exciting episode we've had so far because we have special guest, Michael Kwiatkowski, who you may or may not remember from Michigan, University of Michigan football. He played tight end under Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke. And he is with us on the pod a little bit later to talk about the play. And anybody who knows anything about Michigan football from that era, remember this is the pre-Jim Harbaugh era, that play with Jadavian Clowney in the Outback Bowl. If you exist online in any sort of way related to college football, you know the play that I'm talking about. And Michael Kwiatkowski was not only on the team, but he was on the field. In fact, he was lined up across from Jadavian Clowney. So we have him on the pod to talk about that play, talk about his experiences with Michigan football uh, a little bit later. But first we have longtime guest, longtime caller, Greg Sardarian, to talk a little bit about the U.S. men's nationals team and what we can expect out of the Nations League roster. So we, uh, we're going to start with Greg, but stick around. I promise you will not regret listening to an assessment of that play. Coach, how you doing? Uh, I'm having myself a Wednesday, Coach. Uh, I recently found out that today is Wednesday. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we usually record the night before. Um, I thought it was Thursday up until about an hour and a half ago. So uh, I'm having one of those days. I I I feel like I feel like I should I should ask: ha- Have there been consequences of this mistake? Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I, I thought like maybe like uh you know something benign like garbage day is Thursday and you have your stuff you have your stuff out on the on the curb or something less benign like for example uh, for those of you who don't know in the state of Michigan you have to get motions in on Wednesday to be heard the following Wednesday so that's the type of mistake you could make uh as far as I know it's nothing that <laughs> heinous yet but you know Tomorrow's a new day. We might find out some things were missed. 
uh, tomorrow, not Wednesday, to be clear. I, I wrote it down on a sticky note. I got it on the computer. We're good. All right. Good stuff. So the uh, as we're recording, uh, I, I feel like now is the time to point out that um, two more Americans abroad won trophies. Uh, Zach Steffen officially officially won the Premier League with Manchester City and Brendan Aronson uh, about like an hour ago won the other Bundesliga not the good one but like the other one and I feel like that's mean to say about Austria because they're always the other one with regards to Germany uh yeah there's some historical context there that I would rather not (laughs) dive too deep into but uh yeah Austria is usually second fiddle to their uh other Bavarian cousins I, you know, I, I, I really hope that there's some historian who, who sends us a message and is like, uh, sir, the Austrian-Hungarian empire was way, way more important than the Holy Roman Empire. And I get to tell him that I don't care or her. I don't, I don't judge. <laughs> the Prussians? Yeah. The, it, it was, it's like, like, let's have a, have a discussion about whether Vienna or um, Munich was more important historically. That's, that's we're absolutely saving that for a, for a later episode once we have all the historians calling into the show. Right, that's 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 down the line. Touchlines, touchdowns, and a deep dive assessment of German language history. <laughs> I mean, we're joking, but like, there's got to be some overlap here between. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Football fans and German and Austrian relation, uh, historical relations fans. I don't, I don't want to get into various types of German and Austrian nationalism. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the, the other big news, uh, which was that the Nations League provisional rosters dropped, uh, I think, on Tuesday. So we have a good sense of who does, who, you know, we've been talking for about two years, like who is the U.S. men's national team ever since that thing happened with Trinidad and Tobago that we don't talk about. But looking down that up and down that provisional roster, you know, what are your initial thoughts? Um, I like that we're at least theoretically looking towards the future. Uh, nothing against Josie and and Guzman and uh, Michael Brett. Yeah, but you know, you guys probably aren't going to be around for the twenty twenty two. Uh, World Cup, and you're definitely not like if you're around for the 2026. There's further, isu- there's bigger issues that Some, we can talk about. Something, something very bad has happened. <laughs> um, so I like, I like the idea of moving more towards uh, the future. I think that it, th- this is we're in a we're in a little time frame where it's going to get very interesting because I don't know if Greg Berhalter and U.S. Soccer actually. Let me rephrase this. I think I know that they think that they we have a legitimate chance to compete in you know 2021 tournaments and the world cup in 2022 whereas i think more realistically um i mean if we're, if we're being honest here i don't think we're going to compete if we make it out of the group stage great if we if we knock a couple of people off even better but realistically i think you're trying to get as much experience on the world stage as you can for the younger kids uh, so that when 2026, uh, when it comes back home or comes back to town, you're look you're more of a you have a lot of experience and are ready to compete at the highest levels. Right, and and 2026 is or 2026 or 2030, I don't one of the two is in America. 
So, you know, you're, that's, that's, I think what we're, what we're looking at. Um, my initial thought was of course, like, you know, the first thing I do is I go and I make sure the players who I personally love are, are on the roster. And sure enough, um, Owen Odesawi, David Ochoa, right next to each other on the alphabetical lineup. Couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier with both of those inclusions. Do I think that either of them will play a meaningful minute in the Nations League? No. Do I love seeing their names? Absolutely. No, I don't think either of them are even going to make the actual roster when it comes out in two weeks. Uh, Also, for correction, 2026 is the United one, which is the one that's on the North America. But yeah, I I don't think either of them are going to make... the actual Nations League roster, but the fact that they are now being considered for the senior team is more than enough, right? Yeah, I mean, and and I love that they call Otisawi a midfielder because I feel like that gives them the leeway to be like, shit, man, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. That really has to be the excuse because uh, they in Premier League, he's listed, Wolves list him as a defender, right? He's typically listed as a defender, then he just kind of does whatever he wants. Like, yeah, I think... Like on their I, ro- I, on their roster, I, I believe, or at least I, don't, I haven't looked this up in a couple of weeks. He was listed as a defender, even though they started him at like six different positions. Yeah, well, in their last game, the one he started, um, he was listed on the on like the official Wolves Twitter had him as a, a holding midfielder, a defensive midfielder, and then they they come out into the game and he's just a right winger. <laughs> He's just an attacking right winger. And you like, you watch him play and it's, it's like watching someone who, you know, that if they ever got it all together would be the scariest motherfucker on the field. Like no questions asked, but it's a question of, of whether or not they ever figure it out. And I say that as, you know, he's starting games in the premier league. Like he's like 20. Right. I mean, he, he's somebody who uh, is, honestly probably getting by on his physical gifts at this point and once you add the IQ to it like it's on he has limitless potential but I'm also I'm always interested to to see if uh when like the Wolves list him as a defensive holding midfielder um and then he just goes and plays right right wing like are they I I assume at this point they are aware that might happen (laughs) and are like talking to him about the possibility because I can't imagine they just keep listing him at positions and then they're like, ah, fuck, what's Owen doing up on the right wing? Again? <laughs> like, some little part of me just hopes to God that they're, that they're as surprised about this as, as us. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Is he playing left wing back? We told him to stay on the right. How does he even, why is he near the goal? <laughs> my, my favorite moment of his, um, I think was like that first game that I, that I saw him. Um, I remember like I, I texted you and I was like, are you aware of a person named Owen Otisawi? And you were like, no, I have no idea who that is. And I was like, okay, so there's an American starting in the premier league. And we we're like, okay, like, let's look him up. Okay. Central defender. And then he was there at the end of a game trying to uh, finish, finish a goal. And we were like, why? What? And, the and the I, closest th- I was going to say, the closest thing that I can think of in our time together is not to bring in another sport, but uh, Russell Westbrook's, rookie year when he was he was listed as a point guard he was drafted as a point guard and he would go through games where he got like an assist and 12 rebounds and I just watch games because this is before really like Russ was Russ and and like everybody knew about him but I would be watching games I'd be like why the hell is he under the basket he's supposed to be facilitating <laughs> uh and and 
for longtime listeners of the pod, of course, we are deep, deep fans of the let Rust be Rust movement. But um, just uh, let's let's just going through this roster. What is your sort of if, if you have one? Like, do you have a, a, an 11 that you want to be starting against Mex- Mexico, assuming we get by Honduras? You know, who do you want starting in that do or die game? To, to raise the, the I assume there's a cup for the Nations League, but I actually don't know. I'm going to get soccer. It might be a plate. Um, sure. What I also, if we're being honest, we also, uh, until proven otherwise, we should not assume any wins with this team. Are you telling me that uh, assuming a win against Honduras in a semifinal is not something we can rely on? Cough, cough, Olympic team, cough, cough. There it is. Uh, I think you picked up. Uh, also, uh, beating Trinidad and Tobago. So, uh, okay. um, so I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of the all the kids movement, but I understand that's not necessarily feasible. Um, I guess my big ones I want to see are the uh, are who's going to be attacking. Uh, obviously, you have Christian will be up there. I, I'm gonna guess Gio Reyna is up there because that would be very dumb to keep him out of that. Um, and then I recently, I guess, found out that I'm pronouncing Daryl Dyke. DK. DK. I've been pronouncing that wrong. I've just been saying Dyke for like a month. Uh, I want to throw him up there because he just seems to make shit happen. Um, so, okay, continue. Well, I mean, your midfielders, your midfielders are going to have to be, you're going to have to play Weston. I would assume. I would assume you're going to want to play Tyler Adams. Mm-hmm. I want to see again for the, for the listeners that don't know uh, I l- learned most of my football knowledge through various iterations of FIFA the video game so uh, and then for whatever reason my uh, cable package or streaming package does not get NBC Sports uh, <laughs> Premier League in English so okay. my choices are to watch it on mute or to watch it in Spanish so see, uh, see, see, see. Uh, so I don't know how to pronounce basically anybody's name, as you've probably figured out from the first now three episodes. Um, so I just kind of guess with some of these. But the other one, I'm, I'm prefacing this because I want to see uh, Musa in there, and I just yep. wanted to make sure if I fucked that up, nobody was like, "Well, wow, you can't get the you can't get the black guy's name right." Well. No, I just keep kicking anybody's name right. <laughs> okay, so so that's that's where you're going, and then and then in defense, what are you looking at? Right wing or right backs? Everybody, right right back. So just play uh, Sergino, <laughs> right back. Right. Uh, anybody else? Really, Anthony, right back. Just throw whoever you want. Just they're just playing right back. <laughs> and then I assume you have Stefan in goal. We've been assuming that for so long, and I mean, I we have to, uh, we have to go off of the belief that he is going to be, you know, goalie one for um, for the next. I, I I mean, honestly, and and maybe it's because we were we were um, spoiled with Tim Howard, but I honestly want to be like, okay, Zach Steffen, uh, goalie one until twenty thirty four, like whatever. We'll figure yeah, it. I mean, you have you you would hope that he's going to be there for minimum a decade, but um, it's it because he is on Manchester City, which good for him. Like that's a huge get, and I'm um, um, congratulations for winning the Champions or not the Champions League, the Premier League uh, title. Like that's awesome. 
But because he is on that squad, we don't necessarily get to see him that often. So I'm saying he's QB or I'm saying he's goalie one goddamn Chicago Bears. Um, I'm saying saying he's goalie one just based on like reputation. Uh, I don't necessarily know that he is the most talented goalie. I'm just kind of assuming it's like it would be like the equivalent of like somebody coming up for let's say the the Los Angeles Dodgers and he's a pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers, but he's out of the bullpen for a little while. You're going to assume that guy's better than the guy that's pitching in low A for the Jupiter Hammerheads down in Florida. Uh, I mean, you'd assume so, but um, I, I, I was, I was watching somebody the other day uh, get shelled. And I remember thinking to myself, I probably couldn't hit this guy, but I probably could get contact. I don't remember what I, I was watching. I think the Padres, but I don't remember who they were playing. So just to get back to the point, um, I think the, the debate between Daryl DK and, and Josh Sargent comes down to the question of whether you really think that we need that extra creativity from our nine. Um, you know, I think DK provides you with a certain amount of strength and, and uh, hold up play. But Sergeant, you know, he can drop that that deep role that, you know, we see, you know, not to, to make too fine a comparison, but, you know, Harry Kane or, or Lionel Messi drop into that midfield deep and sort of uh, spark play from there. So I get why you why, why you would prefer DK, but I think I think Burhalter prefers Sergeant and I, you know, both of them are obviously good options. Yeah, and I think they're going I mean going back to it too, Sergeant the extra creativity that Sergeant can provide as sort of like the the false nine, but not really a false nine, uh, or I guess like a mid <laughs> a uh mid striker is definitely important. I think it's more important now where our midfield is still kind of unknown. Um I think if Musa and Adams and McKinney and let's just say Aronson um, develop a little bit further. I think that that creativity isn't necessarily as important and you're just going to want a rock that you could stick in the middle of the field who like they, everybody else is going to go back, get the ball, bring it up to him and then give it to DK and just watch him put a hole through the back of the net. It's, it's not a bad option. Okay, so this this pod is is dropping on Friday. Um, obviously, as we were recording, uh, both Josie and Michael Bradley scored goals because that's how it works. Um, so, what what uh, what game are you most excited for this weekend? Oh man, um, well, I would want to say Spurs, but like, I'm not excited about that. I was gonna say I feel like that's just a lie. Uh, Pay, pay no attention to the clickety-clack of obvious computer keys. Wow, man, you got to call me out. Uh, I don't actually know that this schedule off the top of my head. Any of the top seven teams really are going to be uh, pretty interesting. Um, I, you know, we talked about this with uh, El Angus the other day, but I really think that anybody, any – I guess seven of the top eight. If you take out Manchester City, since like they've got the title, that's not that interesting. Also, really they're think... playing. They're playing Newcastle at three p.m. on Friday. That that game's not going to be fun for anybody. 
We literally said that last week. We did literally say that last Do week. Do you know what Newcastle did at 3 o'clock on Friday last week? Uh, I, I think that the entire Midlands would prefer not to. Uh, you are probably correct. Um, all right, Coach. Thanks for, for coming on. And uh, hopefully the next time we talk, Spurs will not have choked away a game. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, is it really choking? It, I'm just going to tell myself that it's not really choking since Wolverhampton's at least middle of the table. That's, that's fair. <laughs> Making excuses out in front. It's the Spurs way. All right. Thanks, Greg. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. See you next week. See you next week. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can't. I can't. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrell. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Burhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just, Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos... Could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. 
we're 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 just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast, and I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do, do you want to do, do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So... Here for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. Kowski, welcome to the pod. How you doing? Not too bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How is how is uh, a Wednesday in the Upper Midwest? Oh, uh, the weather's starting to change here. So, um, you know, it was 31 degrees when I woke up this morning, but like mid 60s. So I was able to to get a bike ride in and start to enjoy some summer weather. Uh, well, that I mean, that sounds nice. That yeah. sounds good. Okay, so um, we are we are in uh, the as I mentioned before, we are in the American football half of the touchlines and touchdowns podcast here. Um, Mike, I, I, I introduced you a little bit um, just before this, but uh, I, I feel like I, I got to say the resume, you know, Michigan football tight end and, and a member of the, the sugar bowl team, yep. uh, a member of the, uh, a number of those, those Denard Robinson teams. Um, and, uh, and played next to, to such luminaries as uh as taylor lewan is that all correct that's all correct yes okay so i guess the 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 question i the first question i have for you right now um is not about the thing that everybody wants to hear about but it's it's what i want to hear about and we'll get to that thing later but so what what does what does a college football player do on on may 12th like what does that look like and i i lived with you in, in, in May, you know, in the spring of a, of a football season, but like, what does that look like? Yeah. So kind of the, the post spring game, um, I, time of the year is a, a unique one. Um, you probably get a, a week off or so to kind of catch up and recover, you know, get, get through your exam. Um, but when the rest of the, you know, the rest of the student body in Ann Arbor is enjoying, um, their summer, you kind of get right back to it. Um, so, you know, still the, the five day a week commitment of, of lifting and running um, combination there. So um, there, there's a bit of a wall, but then you kind of already build into um, like in, in May, the summer, um, you know, strength conditioning programming. So um, I guess they, they say no, uh, no rest for the wicked. So. <laughs> so, okay. So, so because, because, you know, like there's, I'm, I'm interested in, in workout schedules mm-hmm. and, and the like, but what's the, what's the funniest, like, post spring workout like endured like was there like a a situation where there was like a super try hard 
who was like, yeah, we got to go hard every day. And you're like, dude, it is 6 a.m. It is May 15th. We are not playing our first game for four months and I'm hungover. Get out of here. Unfortunately, you're, uh, you know, the, the coaches do a really good job at making sure that you're not allowed to to really slack off at all. Um, you know, that, that's part of the, the reason why they're there and they're paid for is that, you know, e- even though the, the next game is a long ways away, uh, you kind of have to bring the energy every single day or you're you'll stand out as somebody who's just going through the motions. And that's the, the last thing that you want to be is um, a guy that, you know, life is a lot harder on you if you get tagged as a guy that's just going through the motions. So it's like, it's, it's, you got to put forth like that, that B plus effort at all times. Oh yeah. No, the solid. Yeah. Solid B plus. That's uh, that's what a lot of my effort was, uh, you know, in my student days uh, at Michigan. So yeah. B+. Sure. Sure. So, I guess I guess we gotta we gotta get to it. So for for those of you who don't know, um, the playside tight end in one of the most famous plays in in college football recent memory is on the podcast with us right now. So the Jadavian Clowney hit. Um, what happened? Let's 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 hash it out. Let's do the therapy. Yeah, therapy <laughs> it is. So you're the first person I've actually talked to publicly about this. Um, like immediately after the hit, like in February, uh, being, you know, the, the game was on New Year's Day, um, you know, someone from from Sports Illustrated reached out and they wanted to do a big piece on it. And they did. But I uh, I was too chicken at that time to talk about it. So leading up into that play, um, we ran a fake punt, um, you know, and I think that anybody who has two eyes and a couple brain cells to rub together could tell that we were short of the first down marker, although, you know, we ended up getting it uh, the first down. So there's a long um, kind of TV timeout as they were reviewing it. I was just kind of off in my own world, um, you know, kind of <laughs> getting myself amped up, um, you know, trying to, to channel some inner lamb of God in my head. Of course. Um, and really get a little, you know, fired up, you know, to, I think that we were down one or something like that at that time, maybe up one. Um, so trying to, to probably, um, get too much into my own head. Um, you know, we line up for the play, we called 17, which is like our, our power play. Um, and in my, you know, career there with Brady Hope, you probably, I practiced that play probably 500 times. And, um, so it was something that, you know, you've done a whole bunch of times and I guess like looking back on it, Taylor made, you know, a, a deuce call, meaning that he'd be going inside. But again, I was just so in my own mind that, um, you know, I thought that that Clowney lined up so far on onto Taylor that the two of us would be working together. You know, at the snap of the ball, he slants inside. Um, you know, obviously, I'm going to say uh, goes untouched. Um, so, just, so just just to make sure that is clear, goes completely untouched. Um, Taylor and I, you know, as I'm working up to the backside backer again, like I've practiced this play, you know, hundreds of times. There was a split second in my mind where I go, why is Taylor next? To-? And then right, like that was all that I ended up thinking. And as soon as like that thought didn't even complete in my mind, you know, all hell uh, broke loose. And, um, you know, I'd say it was uh, the missed assignment heard around the world there. <laughs> so, so how much of that, that situation, you know, like you're so, okay. So um, just to paint a picture for, for those of our listeners who don't, have that play completely memorized. Um, the Clowney came from from the offense's left side. He slants in. He goes essentially around you and Taylor. 
shoots the gap and and meets uh vincent smith in in the backfield yeah um what like so so what you're what what we're talking about here is you're you're on the left side he's you know lined up you thought that he was lined up so far on your right shoulder that you couldn't have gotten to him I thought that he was lined up closer over top of Taylor where the two of us, you know, would be uh, like if Taylor's covered up by him, you know, if he's if he's shaded onto Taylor at all, then that would mean the two of us would be working together. Um, But he thought that Clowney was further outside where he wasn't covered up at all. So he was going to go work with our with the the left guard, um, you know, and and do a, a, you know, double team to the backside backer. So, um you know, he ended up making the call. Um, like I said, I was kind of in my own, in my own mind, in my own world. And I'm like, yeah, you know, he's, yeah. So it, so, it was a thing where, you know, uh, I would love to say that I'll take all the blame from it, but um, I guess seeing how much money Taylor just had on his most recent contract, you know, uh, I'm just, I'm just a lowly pharmacist in all of this. So <laughs> uh, I'll give him a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, blame here too. You know, he, He's a big boy with big bucks. So, so all I'm all I'm hearing here is I'm hearing two things. One, um, Taylor Lewan, uh, I I think he's he was an NFL All Pro at some point, but definitely yeah. definitely was an All American at some point. Yep. Uh, looked at Jadavian Clowney and looked at you and said, "Yeah, you got this. This is fine." Well, in you know um, the rest of the game, you know. So that, that's one of those things where, you, you know, you remember the clowny hit, um, you know, I, I guess if you probably look back at, back at the rest of the stat line, uh, probably didn't fill up too many other buckets there. Um, you know, we did scheme away from him just like most people do, but, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, so not not I, to expose myself too far there. Right. So I guess the, 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 the second question is, is in – and and you were more of a, a blocking tight end. Um, you know, how often have you in your career heard a call and been like, nah, that's not it? Oh, I mean, I you know, there there were I don't know, like so I haven't gone back and, and watched this game uh, you know, to this day for obvious reasons, but you know, there there were, you know, a pass set where one on one I ended up blocking Clowney. Um, you know, Taylor was back behind me there. So there's no I, you know, I think that he just realized that we had two people set to block him. So it's like, I'm not getting to the quarterback. So he probably took it a bit easy um, from a rush standpoint. I don't think that there was ever a call or a block um, at any point in really the, the kind of, you know, my, my career, if you will, um, you know, kind of one year being a career um, (laughs) where I was concerned or or like, you know, you kind of have that mindset where it's something that you've done enough um, and, you know, you drill it enough in practice and everything where, um, you know, I, I was, I would, if I could play that game again, I would do so, you know, obviously my former body um, <laughs> and, and like have no, no hesitations to, to try to make that block again. Right. So, so it was just like, um, it was just a situation where you, like you heard the call and you thought to yourself and like, like it, like it didn't even register to you because you were like, okay, he's here. My job is like maybe chip, but if I can't get that chip, I'm going straight to the, to the backside linebacker. Yeah. I thought that I'd be putting, you know, a, a hand on Clowney as he kind of worked inside and Taylor would have, you know, taken him over. 
Um, I think if you watch the clip, you probably see, you know, my right hand kind of extend, um, not making, you know, essentially any contact at all as he, as he slanted inside. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where, um, you know, if, if you've played a sport at any level, um, you have missed an assignment or, or, you know, um, you've made an error that you didn't do the job that, uh, you know, you were intended to do. Um, the, the time that I did that, it just ended up on sports center for, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, sports center still posts that, you know, just about every week when they run out of content to post. So yeah, it's a, it's a gentle reminder to, um, to me that even the things that you feel very confident in life, um, I guess never don't, don't ever get too overconfident. Even if it's something you've done multiple times, uh, I guess the details still matter. I guess that's the the silver lining I've tried to take away from this in my, you know, 10 years or whatever it is removed from that play. So there's, there's a moral of the story. So I guess, so I've, I've, you know, just to, to, to be a little meta here, I've, I've heard that story a number of times. Um, but what I've never heard, and this is, this is actually something I'm interested in. So uh, Clowney makes the hit. He, re- he recovers the fumble. He, he you know, poses for, for the cameras. You guys jog off the field. What yep. was the interaction between you? Uh, I think was was Devin the quarterback then, Devin Gardner. Yeah. Um, so between you, Taylor, Devin, and Vincent Smith, or was there was there none? There wasn't much of one. Um, I think the biggest thing that I remember, you know, I probably my face probably looked like I saw a ghost, you know, realizing what had just happened. Um, and Elliot Mueller, when I was walking off the field, he just looked at me and goes. He's like, wipe that look off your face. He's like, there's still a lot of game left, um, which is, you know, a, a very, um, I guess, astute thing for him to, to understand and realize, um, you know, they obviously end up scoring on that very next play. Um, but, you know, we had, um, you know, there, there was still more game left, like you're saying, and, and we did have a, a chance to stop them and end up winning that game um, late in the fourth quarter there. But um, I don't really remember much of, of, of a conversation between, Devin or Vincent um, or Taylor. I, I might have talked to Taylor a little bit about it, but um, again, that's that's a long time ago that I don't really recall. See, this is this is the part where I, I point out that um, that that I'm a lawyer and saying I don't recall is always the best answer. The best yeah, answer is always I don't recall. Yeah, there you go. Um, so so that's I mean that that all sounds like like it was like. Uh, it's funny, like you said, like everybody has missed an assignment. You know, I, I, I certainly never played at any level that mattered. Um, but, you know, like I, I definitely missed a, a defensive rotation. Um, in fact, this is actually pretty important. I was playing rec league soccer two weeks ago, missed a rotation, led to a goal. And, and there was a lot of a lot of hurt feelings, um, you know, and, and so you and I are similar in that regard because my rec league soccer screw up uh, also was posted on SportsCenter. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I don't know, like Joe carriage, one of the fullbacks, like, I don't know, a few years ago, he he's posted something about that. And he was like his mom talking to him being like, are you sure you weren't the one that was supposed to block him? And I text him like, man, don't be like reposting that. I'm like, just try to let this play die. Like let this thing be over with. But um, you know, I'm sure that will never be the case. So probably not, probably not. Okay. Well, I've, I've taken up enough of your time and, and hopefully we can get, have you back on the pod in the future um, to talk more, more schematics. Uh, so, you know, one of the, the fun things about 
um, the pod is that we, you know, as much as we you know, try to tell funny stories and other things, um, you know, we'd love to get your take on, you know, when you see cover two uh, with a with a dropping weak side backer, you know, where do you go? What do you do? So I'd, I'd, we'd, we'd love to have you back on the pod to talk about that stuff. And I promise uh, next time the words Jadavian Clowney will not come out of my mouth. All right. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Mike. All right. Have a good one. You too. Once again, thank you so much to our guests, to our listeners, to everybody who reaches out on Twitter, uh, where you can find us at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Uh, we're, we're talking about soccer. We're talking about football. We're talking about literally anything you want to talk about uh, that has anything to do with those two sports um, in the college or professional ranks for football and, and in the youth or, or senior levels for football. So once again, thanks so much for being with us, and we'll see you next week. Once again, I'm Asa Smith. This is the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast. Please find us at TLS underscore N underscore TDS on Twitter and wherever podcasts are sold. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Sports Social Podcast Network.